Okay, in this for bringing, we're going to learn from Tavshinun Aleph, Parshas Pinchas. Um, the Rebbe addresses a very fundamental concept that is particularly relevant in light of all of the Fabrengans of the year. Good morning. Morning. Oh, Hashem. The, the Rebbe's uh, announcement about have we done all we can for Sheikh to come and Sheikh is ready to come um, produced a, a fervor and excitement. Sheikh is about to come. So the question is, what do you do when you're in that state that Mashiach is about to come, he hasn't come yet? It, 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 does that affect the way you um, do things in a regular way? It should, right? The question is, how does it and how doesn't it? So in this Febrengan, the Rebbe addresses this question. And uh, let's go. Let's see inside. Um, I sent you a... So, what, what, what's your number again? Me? Yeah. Uh, 856? Yeah. 371? Uh-huh. 7080. Got it, got it. Okay. Okay. I sent you a link. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. One of the new concepts that's introduced in this week's parsha is the inheritance and the vision of Israel to every tribe and every Jew. Since we're now at the threshold of redemption, as we see from, from all the signs, the other redemption's imminent arrival. So the first a thing that comes to mind, thinking that Mashiach is about to come, all the signs of Gula are here. The first thing that comes to mind is we have to actually divide the land of, land of Israel. The Torah is telling us what to do next. Any second Mashiach is going to come, and uh, how do we divide the land of Israel? How is it going to work? So this is pressure. Right, right. But since we are now still in the moment, we're still now in the moment before the redemption. There must be a lesson for the time we're in now too, because Torah is forever. The Torah has a message that is eternal for all times and all places. So yes, there's going to be a message for us in a moment when Mashiach comes, and Joshua's going to need to know where is his land, shared land of Israel, and yeah, that's going to happen in a second. But but, but the second before that, while we're still trying to figure out. Uh, how to, how to divide the coffee. Uh, hey, what's my story? We're still trying to figure out how to divide the coffee. At that moment, uh, what is the message that we're supposed to learn I know you didn't get it. My phone says you got it. Oh, you know what? My phone is not working right now. Okay. All right. 
So to know what the message is from the division of the land of Israel, what message does it have for you when you're not yet in Israel? Mashiach hasn't yet come. Mashiach is about to come, but he hasn't yet. So the lesson for this could be understood according to the instruction of the Tzimach Tzedek, who told the Jew that wanted to make Aliyah, he wanted to move to Israel, because he wanted to diligently learn and pray in Israel. So the Tzimach Tzedek instructed him, Mach Yisrael. Make here the land of Israel. Make Israel here. Since this story was related and publicized through the Friedrich Rebbe to every Jew, so it's understood this is an instruction for everybody. Even we are found here, outside of Israel, even we're still not yet in the land of Israel, we have this instruction from Tzimach Tzedek, even if you're in exile, and it's the very last moment of exile, Mashiach is about to come, Tzimach Tzedek is instructing you, there's something, something you got to do, what do you need to do? Make here Israel. That's the instruction. We're going to learn what that means. But the message is, yes, it's the last moment before Mashiach has come, but uh, and the land of Israel has to be divided. But you're not in Israel yet. So what do you need to do before Mashiach comes? Make here Israel. You need to understand. What is the meaning of make here Israel? In the second column, I sent the link to uh, the 630 thing you said. I, I sent the link on WhatsApp. So, so the Chur Al-Pidin... Dividing between the tribes. This is the first time the Torah talks about, about dividing, how to divide it among the tribes. If you look into halacha, halacha would say this is not the land of Israel. On the contrary, halacha would say you cannot do terimitzvahs properly until you come to the land of Israel. Until all the Jews arrive in Israel, you are not able to do terimitzvahs. But properly. Uh, there's one medrash which says uh, that in exile we're missing the light of Mashiach. The light is numerically equivalent to 207 because there's 207 mitzvahs you cannot do without Mashiach's coming, without the Jewish people moving to the land of Israel. So what does the Semach Tzedek mean when he says, make here Israel? When we're not, we're not in Israel and, and, and Halacha says you're missing things, we're not in Israel. You're not allowed to bring the sacrifices. You're not allowed to do so many other mitzvahs. There's no mitzvah of Shemitah, of Yovel, according to many opinions. And even while we are here, in this place and in this time of exile, every Jew faces Israel three times a day, and he asks God during the weekdays, Gather us from all four, four corners of the earth and bring us to our land. And especially, this is this heightened awareness of our need to move to Israel is is more than ever because according to all the signs of the redemption, Mashiach is about to come. 
So we feel even more that we're not in the place we need to be. We're about to move. So what then is the meaning of the instruction of the Tzedek, make here Israel? In the next moment, we're going to leave the exile, move to Israel, in a simple sense. So what is the Tzedek telling us when he says, you have to make here Israel? What does that mean? Everyone seen the question? Mm-hmm. You're about to move to the land of Israel. Hashem is telling us it's time to move. And the moment before you move, Hashem, you, you have to uh, make your Israel. What, what does that mean? Up to his base. You and the back to me, Understand this by first prefacing a concept in this week's Torah portion. And Gail Chukal says to Sosha, I saw Pierre Gail, super Pashasenic, very rash in Midoshe. Chazal shagirel hamedaber. A girl atzmei tzevech va'emer ani a girl alisa gvul pleni shevet pleni. The Talmud Torah says that the way the divine land land of Israel was as follows: they would have a lottery, and after the lottery, the actual piece of paper upon which the uh, land was written, or the names of the tribes were written. Shimon, Shimon's paper got up and said, I am the paper of the tribe of Shimon, and I get the land of Israel, this is section D of the land of Israel. The paper spoke. I am the land of, I am the uh, section of uh, so-and-so, I'm section D, and I belong to Shevet Shimon. The paper is speaking. We need to understand what is the reason and the purpose of this miracle. God does not do a miracle just for no reason. Why would he make such a, a miracle that the paper is speaking? Hashem could have divided the land of Israel without the paper speaking. So the paper speaking seems to be unnecessary. And so the question is, why did Hashem cause the paper to speak when Hashem does not do a miracle uh, unnecessarily? In general, the uh, reason why Hashem doesn't do miracles without reason is because Hashem wants us to take a home for Him in this, in this world. The difference between this world and all other worlds, the reason why this world is called in Kabbalah the lowest of all worlds is because godliness isn't hidden here. So, so having a world which uh, looks a little uh, uh, Harry potter dick. Is, uh, is 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 incongruous with the whole plan of uh, the home should be in the world which is the lowest realm where godliness is not revealed. So what's the point of this paper speaking? And although Hashem wanted to show the Jewish people that this is not just a lottery, it's true. It is something which is not just an accident. People might feel looking at the lottery. Okay, no, it's. I, 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 they gave Shimon the trash area D. Why they give Shimon area D? Area D is the best land of Israel. So Jew might be saying, sitting there and complaining. So Hashem wants to show him. No, this is my plan. It wasn't just a, a lottery. It wasn't happens. Just didn't, it wasn't just a coincidence that Shimon got area D. I decided it this way. You're going to get that in a minute. But basically, the way it worked was like this: um, el, el, the Kohen God, the Lazar wore the Urim uh, Vetumim, wore the Cheshemish, but wore the breastplate, and 
that was one part of it. He had, he he would announce um, with Ruach Hakodesh uh, what's going to happen, and then they had this lottery. In one in one box, they had all different areas of Israel marked off: area A, B, C, and D. Another box, they had all the names of the tribes, and, and the Kohen Gadol would announce he's going to pick up area Shimon and area D, and he did that. And the paper itself spoke and said, I am the paper of the area D and I belong to Shevet Shem. So, uh, so, so we, if, if you want to prove the authenticity of the lottery, what about the Ruch HaKadosh? He's saying, I'm going to pick up area Shimon. He's looking in the hat, his eyes are closed. Unless he's a magician, how is he picking up area Shimon? But he announced, I'm going to pick up area Shimon and then I'm going to pick up area D. Yes? Removes all doubt. Moves all doubt, right? Nobody can argue. Nobody could argue. And yet, Hashem makes another miracle, and the paper is speaking. question is, why does the paper have to speak if we already have this, uh, this, this, this open miracle already of Elazar announcing the outcome of the lottery before it happens? Uh, Elazar, okay, now, I mean, if, if, if his tribe had a share in the land of Israel, she didn't, then everyone would be screaming, it's a fix. You know, but but, but, exactly. but he, he, his, his tribe didn't even, even have a share in the land of Israel. Eliezer HaKoyin was announcing, if I'm going to pr- pick up this tribe, I'm going to pick up this, this section. That showed the Jewish people it's true. It showed them that, that, that it's authentic. If so, the question is, why would they need this miracle, additional miracle, for the paper to speak? Answer is, is Gimel. Explanation like this. Since God commanded the Jewish people, only with a lottery shall Israel be divided. Since Hashem said it's only through the lottery, not through any other means, therefore the division of the land of Israel and the way that everyone would know what section belonged to them had to be only through the lottery and not through any other means. Because Hashem said in the Torah, it's only with the lottery. And that's why the proof of the lottery's authenticity, the proof that this lottery was really by God's hand, had to be also intrinsic to the lottery. In other words, the lottery had to prove itself. It's true that there is other ways to prove the lottery. But Hashem wanted the lottery to prove itself because it says in the Torah, only with the lottery. If the lottery doesn't prove itself, and you need to have a lazar proving it, then it's not only with the lottery. It's a, a lottery and a lazar proving how the land of Israel has to be divided. So that would mean a lottery is not causing the land of Israel to be divided by itself. It's not doing the whole thing. The lottery is proving it, and the Lazar is proving it. It's, the land of Israel is being divided by two, but Hashem says He wants the land of Israel being, to be divided only by one, only by the lottery. And that's what lottery itself was screaming. That way, the lottery itself caused 
the division of the land of Israel completely. But Ba'atmi Omar Ba'afin, next page fifty-three, Ba'afin, border of a Golish Agul plain of Shiva Plain. The lottery itself announced clearly this part of the land of Israel has to belong to this tribe. So that explains the question according to Nigla. That explains the question according to the simple reading of the Torah. The Torah says only with the land of Israel should, only with the lottery should the land of Israel be divided. So the lottery has to do everything. If there's something that the lottery is not doing, that's not what Hashem instructed. But that leaves us with a much bigger question. Why do you say it? Okay, Hashem said only with the lottery, but he made this rule, and in order to keep this rule, uh, he had to make the lottery talk. You could have made a different rule. You could have said, the land of Israel will be divided with the lottery, without saying only with the lottery. Why did Hashem insist that, he, that the, the land of Israel should only be divided with the lottery to, necess, to, to make it necessary for the lottery to scream, lottery to speak? He could, why, why was that his instruction in the first place? Sacred fairness. Ah, fairness? Sacred fairness. What do you mean? Nobody can say that they were, uh, there was favoritism or you know, political um, inclinations at play. And so the lottery just, it's by chance. And it's not, uh, you know, it's above reproach in other words. Making it by chance doesn't 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 satisfy people, because yeah. no. if if it's by chance, yeah. then uh, it's just not fair. It's not guided. It's not, it's not right. It just it just happens to be that way. But but the bigger question is, if Hashem is saying it's only with the lottery and and the and that's why the lottery has to prove itself, why does Hashem have to say that in the first place? Hashem could have said the lottery's authenticity can be proven in any other way, and uh, then the laws would have been able to prove it. But why why did Hashem want the lottery only? To make this division, in a lottery does not have any value unto itself. A lottery is just a means to do something else. A lottery is a means to divide the land of Israel. And also, the lottery speaking. Is um, is not something. It's just, it's just a, to prove the authenticity of the lottery. It's to publicize it to prove the authenticity of the lottery. What's the difference if the authenticity of the lottery is proved by the lottery itself or a different way? Hashem could have announced the 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 um, directly. He announced it through a lazar. He could have proved it in, in so many other ways. So why is it that the if the lottery is just a means to an end, a way, a way for us to know who owns which share of the land of Israel? Why is it so important that it it had to be have this intrinsic uh, proof of itself? Even if the lottery would not prove itself, the land of Israel could have still been divided fairly. So why is it necessary for the lottery to prove itself? In other words, if there was a mitzvah in the girl itself, let's say there was a mitzvah to put on tefillin and a mitzvah to take a lottery. Okay, if that was a mitzvah unto itself, it's its own mitzvah, so every mitzvah has a way it's, it, it's done. If the lottery is a mitzvah for itself, 
then every mitzvah is done the way each mitzvah is done. But the lottery wasn't a mitzvah. The lottery was just a means to an end. The lottery was just a way the land of Israel was supposed to be divided. And if it's just a means to an end, then why is it so important how it's done and, and uh, that it proves itself, doesn't prove itself, it, it, it's, it's just a, a, a means to an end. Um, what's important over here is the results of the lottery. Second column of page 53. It's enough for the land of Israel to be divided by the lottery and to prove it a different way. The lottery is just a means to an end. How come its truth has to be shown through the lottery itself? A special miracle has to be done. It's not enough that a lazar is announcing that this is going to happen. It's not enough that there's Ruach HaKodesh proving that it's true. The lottery itself has to be proven by itself. Why? It's just a means to an end. So we're going to learn that this actually teaches us something about every means to an end. That every means to an end has its own value. There's no, that in Yiddishkeit, there's no such thing as something which is only a means to an end. As opposed to other religions which say that the end justifies the means, Yiddishkeit doesn't believe in that. Uh, Yiddishkeit says that every step you take has to be according to what Hashem wants. It doesn't matter what the goal is. Even if you have a very lofty goal, the way to get to that goal has to also be kosher. It's not enough that you have a lofty goal. The way you get there is also has to be according to what Hashem wants. We can explain this according to what the Raga Chavar says. The Raga Chavar says that everything in Torah, even if it's necessary, it's, just because it's necessary doesn't mean that it uh, is not holy, it's not Hashem's will. If it's necessary, then it, that's also part of the mitzvah. It's also part of Hashem's intent. The Raghav Shavar says this about a Kayin. A Kayin has to um, take the, uh, when he, when he, the offering of the sacrifice, the Kayin has to have the right intent while he's bringing the sacrifice. There's, there's four steps of bringing the sacrifice. There is uh, Shechita, there is Kabbalah, there's slaughtering the animal, is accepting the blood with a vessel, there's walking to the altar and sprinkling it. So the koyin, if he has a wrong intent when he's doing any of these things, the whole sacrifice is invalid. So the Raghachavar asks, slaughtering and accepting and sprinkling are directly connected to the sacrifice. But walking from point A to point B, walking from where the koyin slaughtered the animal, to where the, where the altar is, that's just a means to an end. That just, because Hashem placed the place of the altar uh, farther away than the Kayin could sprinkle the blood, so the Kayin has to walk. But that distance the Kayin is traveling doesn't seem to be significant. That's just, so why is the Kayin's intent in that, in that space important? That, that space isn't a part of the service. And the Raghachavar answers, it is part of the service. If you cannot do the service without walking from point A to point B, then walking from point A to point B is part of the service. It, and and, that's indica- and that, 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 this is a way of life. The Rebbe is saying that we live in the Raghav 
not just a law, but the laws of. Uh, what is this called? The Robin Hood method. Uh, the Robin Hood method. Right. 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 The the terrorists saying like this: the coin, the coin might be a a a. Uh, it may be a Magic Johnson kind of coin, and he could throw the blood from where he's from where he is all the way to the altar, but the coin chooses. But 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 this coin happens to not be a Magic Johnson. This coin has to walk. So the chera, his having to walk, isn't part of the service. That's just a, a means to an end. But the terrorist says, no, you know it's a means to an end. There's no such thing as a means to an end. That's, that's part of the service. That, that, that's a mitzvah also. And same as with everything that he does, you cannot say just a means to an end. justifies me. It doesn't matter how I get there. I'll be like Robin Hood. I'll steal from the rich, give to the poor. The Yiddish guy doesn't, doesn't believe in that. Take a car and Shabbos. Car and Shabbos, right. To go to the poor for the blood, you know, whatever. Right. If, 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 the, the way you get there is important. That's what the Rav said. And just as this is true in regards to the journeys Jewish people took when they traveled in Israel, every journey was a mitzvah. The actual walking was a mitzvah. The stops were a mitzvah. Don't say the mitzvah was just to get to Israel. Every step of the way was a mitzvah. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote down the places they left from, the places they journeyed to, according to what God said. Every step of the journey was part of Hashem's plan. So too is this true in regards to the halachas about holiness in the, in the temple, that some things which are only a means to get to a second uh, uh, step are also considered holy. Okay, so... Well, bottom of uh, page uh, 53, let's just finish paragraph. Although moving the blood to the altar is just for the purpose of sprinkling the blood on the altar. And na- naturally you need to have that. The Torah tells us, that walking itself has importance. It's also part of the service. And the Koyin's thoughts are, could invalidate. They can make it or break it at that step. Why? That's not just, just a means. No. A means, according to the Torah, is part of it. And the uh, same is with everything in life. That there's no such thing as you're, you're now stuck somewhere and somewhere else you have to go. And this now, you're now off the zone of the code of Jewish law. You're now not affected by, by the Torah. There's a time the Torah says to do a mitzvah. And the time terrorist says, do something else that will help you do the mitzvah. And although the thing that you may be doing may seem totally not relevant to the mitzvah itself, but the terrorist is saying, no, that this is also part of the plan. And since it's part of the plan, it has to be done with the greatest care because it's, it itself has, a, has meaning. The means to an end are also a mitzvah, not just the, not just the goal. It's not here. The ends are just only if the means are just. The ends are just. Only if the means are just.